My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So again, I'm pretty much around the same position. I still hold two houses, but on those two blocks where someone bought an older house and now they need to demolish and redevelop, I still can continue for another 10 to 15 years by just doing minor modifications or renovations. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Sham and in this episode, we're back with Ashish Maholtra, IT guru turned property enthusiast by passion and profession. He sees us through the locations he prefers to buy in which is slightly different to the hustle and bustle of India. He also shares a tip to help you save up to $30,000 on your next purchase. If there's a deal to be done, you can be sure Maholtra is hot on its heels. I was doing property as a side gig since 2017 and why? Because I was seeing so many deals and I couldn't grab every deal and I didn't want the deals to go away or just be left alone. I started telling my friends and family that look here, you can buy something for 360 make $30,000, $40,000 from day one. The rentals were around three thirty, forty, dollars So you're getting that 5% yields too. The areas were growing and people started buying one after the other and 17, 18, 19, 19 and 20, I started seeing a lot of distress sales. So I'm talking mainly Victoria at the moment. That's where I started my journey from. And that's um, while I was staying in NSW, which was a bit costly. Um, I've done few purchases in NSW, but I think when I was doing it as a side gig, um, my major focus was Victoria. So I found an opportunity for a client come friend of mine. She was contracting single earner, no family. I thought it would have been the best. I found a, a lot distressed um, at that time. Someone booked this property back in 2018, March 2018. Uh, that's when I started targeting that Ballerine Peninsula as an area. Now, in 2020 February, someone wanted to sell the land at the same price. So in Victoria, you can sell it before the titles and just not pay stamp duty as well because you've not made anything on it. So this lady, she wanted to sell the land and I offered it to a client of mine. It was a 322 square meter block for $170,000. The market value was around 220, right? And I was amazed to see this deal. And I told her, look, it's 400 meters to the jetty. Um, 
I think you're making $50,000, 30% on the land alone. And there was further money to be made after the building um, just by adding the right product to it. Um, just when she, she had to sign, she got cold feet and she backed out. And I was talking to my wife and I said, I don't think we should let this deal go. So this was my number five. <laughs> <laughs> so aha moment. Now I'll tell you the aha moment, which is on the market, right? So I bought the land for 170. I got the valuation from NAB for 210 and I borrowed 90% of it. So the bank also paid me for the stamp duty on the land. <laughs> now on top, no money down. I did construction. I think my end costing, I, I bumped up the specs in the construction because it's it's a coastal area. Um, I I finished everything for 420, including interest and all other costs, maybe 450, right? So um, hardly 450. It's on the market for 650 to 670 now. That's my aha moment. That is phenomenal. So literally no money down when you think about it and you, and you made that much. And are you holding that property now for long term and you've got a tenant in there? It's brand new. Um, I'm just getting the landscaping done, just bumping up again the specs in landscaping. The agent thinks I should be able to get around 650 to 670 on it. Um, I think I'll sell it and just take some money out now, I think, and put it somewhere else. Yeah, because of the market being so hot as it is now. But then again, Tyron, I think what we need to see is even now if I have to rent it, it will rent out for 440 a week. So it still is five and a half percent yield if I want to hold. And this is an awesome buy and hold. You don't get to buy near water. It's crazy. It is. For that kind of price, whereabouts is this in, in Victoria? There are two peninsulas. There are Bellarine Peninsula and, and um, uh, uh, Monington Peninsula. So this is, yeah. So just across Monington is, is Bellarine. Um, and I've got in so many clients and friends in there who've made more than $200,000, about five or five, six of them. They made $200,000 between 2018 and now. Um, and I think that's just because, again, my mentor come investor, kind enough, he, he himself owns, a, I, God knows how many there. But um, but yeah, so the, these suburbs are Curlewis, Dristel, um, um, Ocean Grove was one of the premium suburbs in, in that market. And you could have just made 250, 300K by buying even those premium areas. So the, the same has happened to Central Coast here, right? So you can be in those lakeside suburbs, go a bit further out in Central Coast. And markets have been, I think, very generous in the last five, six years uh, to every investor that have been there. <laughs> Although the country is quickly embracing the work from home life, Maholtra isn't as keen to head for the hills. And, and that's where I'm sometimes hesitant, right? So people are going three, four, five hours outside the main capital cities and buying there. Of course, everything's growing at this moment. It looks like we, we are in the middle of a national boom, which happened around 15, 20 years back last. Um, but once these areas will grow by 15, 20%, and I'm thinking, then what? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that. Usually, when things go up, things have to come back down. <laughs> exactly. So, what goes up comes down. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's why, I, I, as an investor and even as a buyer's agent, I like to stick to in the surrounds of capital cities, and that's why I, I pretty much take the entire chunk of state and I start to research where the rentals are more 
how the demographics are different because the demographics make a lot of difference between the rental that you get and between the value that you get in a, in a suburb. He delves into how he ended up on the path that leads to development rather than the fully paved streets of established properties. I have a bit of a different thought here and I strongly believe, uh, again, no right or wrong, uh, different strategies work in a diff- in different ways for people. Um, I've found getting a small lot and getting a decent house on it might work wonders because what when people buy bigger lots for subdivisions, they are not doing subdivisions immediately, right? As a developer, if you have to do everything in a year or year and a half, take your money, run away, that's what development is. But what as individual investors people do is everyone thinks the land will grow in value. Yes, definitely. But between buying a 400 square meter lot and 600 square meter lot in some markets, there's a difference of 30 to $50,000. So if we assume that at 6% growth rate or 7% growth rate, market will double in 10 to 12 years time, that additional 50K might be just 100K because you're still getting double in value. Right? Rather than spending that 50k in additional land, you hold on to it. You save your borrowing. You don't pay additional. You don't pay holding costs. You pay less land taxes. And you have capitalized between the asset that you're putting on that lot and by not overcapitalizing on that lot. Right? And we have seen being Sydney siders, um, the smaller the lot, the costlier per square meter it is. Right. So in holding, then when you subdivide or you develop at the end of 10 years, you pay for demolition, you pay for uh, subdivisions, you pay for clearing the lands. If there's major slope, you pay in site costs and then you build two houses. Right. If that would have been the scenario, I would rather buy one house now and another in three to four years time with the money that I've saved. So again, I'm pretty much around the same position. I still hold two houses, but on those two blocks where someone bought an older house and now they need to demolish and redevelop, I still can continue for another 10 to 15 years by just doing minor modifications or renovations. His philosophy is, why spend on a house with a shorter lifespan when you could build a fresh one? A lot of people confuse it with house and land packages. I do not advertise that. Neither I sell that nor I recommend that. I'm simply saying you buy a piece of land, you put the best asset on it in the most reasonable way possible. Just by doing that, you can save twenty-five to $30,000 in any at any day in any market, right? Now, when you're looking at 350 to 400K houses, this turns out to be what? 5, 6% savings. Um, can you otherwise buy it from the market under value 5, 6%? It's really difficult in tighter markets. Um, I can give examples with numbers with the current deal in the same street that I'm looking at for two different types of investors. So one investor in SM who wants to buy an SMSF. I know they cannot redevelop. I know they cannot do renovations because the SMSF doesn't support that. Again, I'm I'm not a licensed advisor. They have to go to an SMSF ASIC licensed advisor, but I know based on from my experience, right? So uh, a 350 square meter lot 
a brand new home is available for $420,000 renting out for 400 a week continue with as long as possible for next 30 35 as now i'm talking about growth markets trend so i'm when i say growth markets everything takes supply side demand side and affordability side um alternatively in the same street it's a 650 square meter block uh, a 1970s built house still well managed and maintained um you are buying the same pro- similar property for $332,000 with a house on it um subdividable blocks the same street also has a subdivision to maholtra both products are equal because you need to work out if you assume or as an investor i assume both both the lands will go in double in value in 10 years time in one asset i've paid more on the quality of the house that is built and i can sustain it longer alternatively in the other one i have paid more on the land because eventually i want to develop but even that is not costing you to hold because this 330k property will rent out for 340 a week right but if you bought under smsf what will you do then you have to sell it and then you have to cover the costs and all of those because you can't do developments under that so maybe to an individual investor that might make sense but then you need to have a risk appetite of buying an older house because often on there could be some expenses that might be levied on you so can you invest that time everything invest time. even if you have six properties you're not working everything's paid out you're still spending 3 4 hours a week that's how four hour work week came into being right <laughs> so with with work how much time can you spend what type of investor are you young family maybe maybe spending time with tenants and with with properties might not suit you are you a high net worth investor if you're getting 3 400000 why would you buy cheap assets you buy quality homes then right so i think it's it just there's no right or wrong it's just situation we all know time is money so how does time factor into his strategy i just was approached by an investor friend of mine he was really struggling looking at marston park edmundson park Uh, buying those small 270 280 square meter lots even 240 getting sold for 750 to 780 yep very expensive right now it's crazy came to me he said i just want growth in next 5 6 years and i just want to move out so this is i'm talking 20 <clears throat> uh, i think 2019 early 2019 so um and i had to ask him like uh, are you planning to stay in the home then definitely you should have a decent home I said no I I would still like to stay somewhere on Parramatta um and I just gave him an option Tyron and say we bought land we waited we paid 10% on it we waited 6 months for the land to title um at that time it was 240 and he paid $24000 and just waited um Again, this is one example which was I was doing from my side gig. At this point, I'm majorly targeting established, but established also you have a balance, right? Now, by doing this, um, we built a house. We put a home on it for two forty, and um, I've been building with the same builder, so it's pretty much like giving them the same builder. Um, and I, if I'm charging a client, I don't keep anything anywhere, anyways. So whatever costs two forty fully complete twenty two square home. 480 all done the cost that you have to factor in is one the stamp duty on the land the second holding costs and you can't delay things 
you'll be out of pocket by nearly five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars by the time you realize you've lost nearly four, six weeks or four months. Um, that's rental loss as well, right? Coming up after the break, Malhotra shares his simplification technique. I've got a real learning of these numbers, and that's why I love a kiss. Don't get me wrong; just keep it simple, silly. <laughs> the chance encounter he had at an IT convention that led him to where he is today. After the training, I just happened to talk to him, and I said, "Would you care for a drink?" I see you were on real estate all day, and what you're doing? And he said, "Oh, I'm an investor. I hold." XYZ property. He explains how he got into the mindset of a buyer's agent. I've I've worked with my investor as well. He was, um, he also does pretty similar stuff. But um, I think then I had to just part ways because I I wanted to act purely on behalf of the buyer. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. What drew him to this market was the low cost point which covered the expenses. Whatever you are paying on a brand new home is covered. Um, if someone has built it, you are paying not 480 but 550 for it. But he's recently sold that property, and just I just got a thank you gift. Um, um, so um, he sold it for 675. So he must be happy with that. Yes. Yes, and now same property. If I talk, I can still get the land for 300. I have to wait for a year to for the land to title and I'll spend another 270 to 280 in this market for new build but new build is a struggle if you go into it it's not anyone's appetite at this moment looking at the way things are going but having said that you can still build that property for 580 would you do that for $90,000 from day one which covers your first time costs that's the question so not just that this brand new property which you're building for 570 or 580 it'll rent out for 500 a week Right, so four and a half percent yield on a brand new property with 10 12 percent equity. I, I've got a real learning of these numbers, and I, that's why I, I love a kiss. Don't get me wrong, just keep it simple, silly. <laughs> so, um, just even if you are looking at two assets, you work out the way what the market will cost you in subdividing. So, if it is costing you for 50, 460 now, and you can buy next door house brand new and half the size lot for 420 i think that there is a bit of uh, 
there is a bit of savings there um, and when you see the growth it has to be differential you pay for the quality of the house you pay for the age of the house and the footprint of the house and you pay for the type of land and the look on the location that you hold and that's why that's where the valuation techniques comes in because that's where a successful valuer when i'm doing valuations i do not look at uh, cologics i do not look at any other website i just look at sold properties and what's currently on the market what's asking and what's being sold even in growing markets between when the property actually gets sold and it's listed as sold there's a gap of 3 to 5 weeks right so the markets may run here and there between that time also initially he started so he could generate a decent income but that income has now supported him to follow his passion this fashion will fuel my uh, my financial freedom and passive income strategy that's that's what i'm teaching and that's where the mindset comes in i've i've sometimes i've i read a lot of books i've read more books than in australia in last 7 years than what i've read my entire life um in india <laughs> <laughs> So I now have memberships of Audible and all of that. So every five fifteen days, I'm completing a book. So all in all, I think I am a big fan of Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. Um, my f- my first book was um, Building Wealth Through Investment Properties by Jan Somers, and that's where I'm building uh, I'm building uh, finances. I'm I'm building income streams or pretty much everything on investment principles. I've diligently followed everything. the my why my why is i'm able to give when i want to give to whoever i want to give so when i say giving when i'm when i'm talking to people who are asking for donations of funds and i have to support someone i don't have to think twice about it so i'm always available the second i think i have to give a bit of a base or a cushion to my boys who are growing up so then they can follow their passions from day one and they don't have to midway or get a midlife crisis where they're changing again jobs thinking oh my passion has changed which may but i went into job because i wanted to earn not because i was passionate about it so i i want my boys to f- find a passion and follow the passion He has a wealth of stories to share. This one involves a chance encounter with a stranger who ended up becoming his mentor. I was in an IT um training, right? It's called ITIL, um Information Technology yeah, Infrastructure Library. Um and there was an investor besides me. I'm saying investor but someone doing not doing the training searching on real estate. And I out of my curiosity and i said what is this guy doing and i was just peeping what's up he's searching and all that and after the training i just happened to talk to him and i said would you care for a drink i see you were on real estate all day and what you're doing and he said oh i'm an investor i hold xyz properties and i was amazed suddenly coming here listening to someone who has a little over i don't know one and a half dozen properties <laughs> so and i said what how why <laughs> like and that's what my start was so uh, a bit of a direction is all that i needed i was already pumped up 
Um, and that's how I started reading magazines. I follow blogs, forums. Somerset is one. I, if you've heard, I think uh, that's Soma Couples, yes. And now it's improvised. It's bought by someone and now it runs by the name propertychat.com.au. I'm a very active um, 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 poster. I'm a very active reader. And I've pretty, pretty much put my entire property journey there. So what... I'm a big believer of educating as well. What you, what I know, and if people can get benefited, because that's how I've learned. I've I've worked with my investor as well. He was, um, he also does pretty similar stuff. But um, I think then I had to just part ways because I I wanted to act purely on behalf of the buyer. And if I'm taking money from someone else in this entire journey, I don't think I I can tell them that I'm purely thinking in your best interests. Um, and that's. That's when I felt, um, that's when I felt, and this was again coming from a mentor. Um, that's when I felt, he, he said, Ashish, if you want to act on behalf of a buyer, become a buyer's agent. Um, there's no other way of doing it. So, and that's how I I get into, I got into the mind of becoming a buyer's agent. But just to cut long story short, um, I think, I, I'm very thankful, rather grateful to him for all the learnings that I've got, for the indications, for the small tips and tricks. Um, and same concepts, uh, all investment concepts are similar. Read books, educate yourself. But yeah, I've done three, four years. I've taken three, four years to actually get into the right mindset. Rich Dad, Poor Dad has earned itself the unofficial title of the Investor's Bible. But Mahotra has another Kiyosaki book to recommend. I definitely recommend some books there. Um, um, the blogs are always there, but you have to just cut um, the noise from the actual knowledge. So I think that's where books are pretty handy. Um, you, you have to have that patience. Uh, one is a Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. I, I really like that book. Um, a book on finances, I would say, um, The Richest Man uh, of Babylon. Um, that's what that's what sorts your finances where, where you actually start to understand that my the investing is not important um, my, having what I already have and saving it is also equally important um, then um, Rich Dad Poor Dad again a very common book but I'd recommend the second book of this series which is the cash flow quadrant which is important for any business owner and investor um, that's pretty much and then one book again which I read for properties starting with the basics or starting on average incomes which is Building Wealth Through Investment Properties by Jan Somers. The best advice he's received so far may sound a bit out of left field but stick around, it all leads to property. I can relate it with the, when we were having a younger one, um, the the gynecologist we were dealing with she said uh don't listen to anyone else because everyone who has a kid or everyone who has a child thinks they're a doctor um, the same thing comes when it comes to property everyone who's bought look in last six seven years anyone who's bought one or two properties of course they've done well by all means it's always a journey and a comfort but then you end up taking advice from people who have that limited knowledge of not even one strategy in as a whole i think that's you're not doing justice to your finances or your risk appetite or your abilities so w- when it comes to advice 
Uh, you minimize the noise and choose to listen to people who achieved what you want to achieve and that is the only advice that i follow because the advice is free of cost but it will come at a cost to someone who's taking it <laughs> so i think that's that's what i have diligently followed and that's what i would definitely tell people if you met yourself say 10 years ago what do you think you would have said to him get educated um start early start small but be consistent and persistent so i might have been inconsistent sometimes but i am very persistent i i wake up early mornings i sometimes wake up late but i i try to get up early because again coming from a book i think it's it's an amazing time when you're early in the morning you're doing a little bit of exercise so you have to have to give time to health as well equally um i go for weekly runs um two three days at least i get to do some exercise also but i think one is just being persistent in what you like your so I, again it's it's something that i like really right so the consistency and, and persistency are, are two really they have to go hand in hand so one defines your way of doing things and the other defines your attitude and i think if i have to pick one attitude or persistence is more important yeah i agree i agree that's fantastic let's look forward to the future what are you most excited about in your property journey in the next say 5 years i started keeping things simple i think i'd love to explore some of the developments considering i'm now looking at development sites feasibilities um i i talk a lot of numbers i'd like to do some practical um some sort of practical um hands on as well so i'm i'm working on a deal whereby which is a big deal um i have to get with a couple of investors but uh, i think it's still a bit of off of the plan sort of thing but now in commercial warehousing um so i would look into moving into development on on personal front and business front i'd like to keep a consistent pace advising the investors on what the best strategy is suited based on their circumstances if uh they should be buying commercials or residential if they'd be buying they should be buying a home versus investment a lot of people ask that um and i think i just like to keep myself abreast of all changes that are happening i keep learning as an investor and keep moving ahead yeah i i think that's wonderful excellent ashish you've achieved a lot in in a short period of time and you know you've built up and established a lot of great networks and connections and you know you've got a fantastic mentor how much of this success that you've achieved is due to your intelligence hard work and skill and how much of it do you think is because of luck it's good you asked that um during my first 3 4 years i kept telling everyone who i dealt with i might have been lucky i might have been lucky then i was reading in a book if it happens once it's luck if it if you're consistently doing it it's not luck um and that's where it made me realize definitely i think i have that eye of spotting the deals um or differentiating one deal from the other so i'd say about 80% to skill and hard work maybe 20% luck i, I cannot just ignore luck <laughs> Thank you to Shish Mahotra 
our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. 